1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The Around the NFL podcast. A room full of top 10 football
3: insiders. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if the voice of God says it, then it must be true. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I got heroes. Greg Rosenthal. Mark Zessler, but that's not all. Let's take down this music <laughs> and let's bring up this man's theme. Whoa, he's
4: got his own theme. How oh, about that?
3: <laughs> Who made this my theme? <laughs> he is a former NFL player. He is the co-founder and president of Status Pro. He is a Columbia <laughs> alum. Are you kidding me? He is Andrew Hawkins. Welcome back to Around the NFL. Hey,
5: guys. Hawk? I'm happy to be here. What do you think of your theme? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Out the gate.
4: Why not? <laughs> it's not strong?
5: The, it's strong. It, it gave me, like, Phil Collins vibes. There but- you
3: go. That's that's The song is called Sausage Fingers, and I like to use it as a test. Every guest that gets it has a different, usually visceral reaction to it. Some uh-huh. like it, some hate it. You dislike it. I didn't
5: dislike it. Listen, it to, that Listen been... to that wailing! Listen to wailing, though. They're going. That's emotion. I, I can't. I can't argue <laughs> that. That's a. They're going to town. It's just not what I would have chosen to be right. my theme. But um, well, something to work on for the next show. There you yeah, go. that's good yeah.
6: constructive criticism. How are you? I appreciate
3: that. I'm good man. What is going on? You know, life, football. Um, my company, Status Pro, that you mentioned? Yeah. Let's talk about that, by the way, because I was like, oh, you're doing like a virtual reality thing. There's a commercial out there where a guy's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my company. That's my product. Like, deal with how omnipotent I am. <laughs> uh, but the NFL Pro Era product, uh, what is the, what's the background on that?
5: Yeah, so it's a, it's the first ever NFL virtual reality football game. In um, it, you get to play as a quarterback of an NFL team. Right, like you get to play games, play a full season, favorite team. You're the quarterback. You have to make the throws, make the decisions, and it feels like you're on the field as an NFL player. Right? And that Zach was, Wilson mm-hmm. play this? Zach Wilson could play. He could. He, I don't know how could good he, play, he would be,
4: but he wouldn't play as Zach. Is there like a Zach Wilson? If he's smart, in the he wouldn't, game? a
5: Zach Wilson mode, or you're saying like, is there a- <laughs> where everybody boos you and doesn't like you? They're no. really bad. No, ev- anybody could play. Uh, <laughs> that is the point. But also, so you could be the quarterback of the Jets. You're, okay. you're not technically Zach Wilson. You are Greg Rosenthal as the quarterback of the New York Jets.
4: So hopefully I'd have more accuracy. And yeah, the fans well, that would, would like me. I could think of other traits you might need more of. The Jets fans would love you, it. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <Good time. laughs> I uh, worked with Hawk for years on Game Day View. It was really mm-hmm. fun doing that show for years. But all along, like three or four years ago, he he would remind me like, Well, I have this like my real job is this company I'm building. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's like, I'm doing all this other (laughs) stuff, Not cute, but just I didn't understand it. I'm building this other company and it's going to like make a game. And like you've been doing that for how long? You started 10 10 years ago or something. And this commercial coming out and, and I'm seeing it. Lamar Jackson is one of the endorsers, too. I'm like. Damn, he really did it. He wasn't joking about that. That
3: really was his real job all this time. He wasn't BSing you the whole time. That's was
5: good. Not a fool of it. No, it was, it's been a long time coming. Me and my co-founder, uh, Troy Jones. Shout out to Status Pro TJ. Uh, we've been together doing this version of the company. We started, uh, connected in 2018 um, to kind of f- do this iteration. Originally connected way back when, and the whole idea was our experiences as football players. He also played Division One quarterback, and we're like, Well, how do you give that to someone else? Everyone always asks, like, what is it like to play in the NFL? And I'm like, it's as cool as it looks. I was a fan first. I was a walk-on college football player. You know, my brother played in the NFL, but my whole life has been revolved around wanting to be on that side of it. And, Mm. you know, for me, it was like, well, how do I create something where the value is my own experience? I can tell you what it feels like to play in Cleveland, in, you know, Miami. I can tell you – for example, when you play in the Steelers in our game, in the third or fourth corner, Renegade plays, right? Like mm. late in the game when it's a close game, they play Renegade and then the Steelers fans go nuts because that was like the coolest thing as someone from Western Pennsylvania. When I played there, I would right. get chills when that would happen. So I put that in the game, right? And so that's how we have thought about it. This is just the first iteration of it. It's been successful so far, but there's so many things we plan to add and that's what's exciting.
6: Talk- I, I'm, like, wicked old, and so, like, the first football game that I played on, like, Atari a million years ago... <laughs> wicked like, old. He's so well, old, no. <laughs> he still uses the I, word wicked. I, I, here's my thing, though. It's, like, you would dream about this kind of thing as a kid. And, like, yeah, yeah. Tech Mobile kind of got you there a little bit more from an arcade game experience, but, mm-hmm. like, this kind of stuff, because way back when, like, the first iteration of, like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out in arcade houses was, like, a much bigger deal than, like, the Nintendo version. You kind of felt like right. you were in the ring. And so when I watched this, it's like... It's uh, the twelve-year-old me would have fainted and melted and thought he was incredible. And like I sent it to my kids, they felt the same way. But I would ask you this because like I think one thing about being a quarterback, like maybe this is for a late later version. Uh-huh. Like you join a new team, and if you don't have the thing on the wristband, or even if you do, it's like you're in a huddle and you have to call a play with like seventy-seven words. Like mm-hmm. is that like baked into it? Where like that part of it is maybe part of the challenge, like learning the verbi the verbiage. Absolutely. So so. <laughs> It's a weird question, but no, it's, it's a just a great why, question, something I though. thought about, though. It, it's like, honestly is like, Mark, according to
4: his notes, he's got two <laughs> more long questions. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, but I that's
6: just, a good one I'm because intrigued. that is like
5: the level that you want to take the game to, right? So as it stands right now, you're in the huddle. The coach gives you the play. Now, we had to make a decision in this first version of it. Do you pick your own play, or does a coach give you a Sean play? Sean McVay style. And then you audible if you want to change it. And that's what it is because that's a true experience of what it's like until you earn that trust. And so in our game, eventually you'll get to the point where you earn that as well as you have to get that play out in the huddle. Now, Hmm. technology prevents it to be completely voice activated where I have to literally read it, but that is coming. Like, that is what the headsets are developing for, and there's other ways to do that where we're prototyping now of you have to get the play out in the huddle. You have to communicate Hmm. this to your team, and it's trying to find all those different ways of all the things that quarterbacks have to consider in a game. Eventually, we'll add other positions, right? And it's like you'll get a really clear sense. Like, right now when you go in there, You'll see how intense it is with the the noise, with the having to, okay, with the receivers on this side. What was that play again? Where are the routes? Uh, Guys are coming to hit you, and it feels like they're really closing in on you. It's like as much as we can convey that, we think that makes for a better experience, which is why our game is just different than probably anything you've ever played. There you go, Mark. It's come a long way from uh, playing Pong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you're not wrong
6: with the, with the the reference there. All
3: right, so check that out. Um, check out the NFL uh, Pro Era uh, Hawks um, product. I assume we're all going to get one uh, in the next comi- yeah, coming days coming. or whatever, so that, that's great, too. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, if you missed uh, the Monday Night Football re-pa- recap with Greg Rosenthal and the great Jordan Rodriguez, um, the game maybe not so hot, but I'm sure the analysis was. Did you touch on Joe Buck's uh, singing, by the way? No, we didn't hit it. that. We didn't Let's hit that. that.
2: That was a fun first quarter. Five first downs, four punts, three interceptions, two successful challenges, no third down conversions, and a partridge in a <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: Did, you, Has anyone else noticed the primetime guys, and I think it, maybe it goes along with um, they're becoming bigger stars, they're getting paid more now, they're paid a lot. that they're a little bit more open about, like, you know, crapping on bad games. I and mean, You know, like, they well, it's, it's almost like they they can do that because they're coming from a position where they're making millions of dollars and they're not afraid of getting a slap I, I on I the wrist. I appreciate it
6: because I think there have been like a heavy dose of bad games in primetime with bad teams that are stuck in primetime like the Colts 14 times in a row, it feels like. And I think it's a mixture of frustration, but, like, you can't pull one over on... Football fans anymore, nah, so they kind of have to be real about it. You, know? you have
5: to be real, yeah. like you have to say what everybody's thinking, because <laughs> th- not only is it endearing to the people that are announcing it, but also the game itself. Like we know what we're watching, right? right. Like, we fin- all f- you feel this, right? Yeah. But
4: finish the bit. Like I like <clears throat> the bit, and he lost confidence with it at the end. Well, the,
3: that was the bit, though, <laughs> Greggy. Like the, losing the confidence it's is just very. So this like the
6: showman topic with Greg well, again. You know? well, I mean, we'll, it's something we'll I would that. do. I'm just saying. I like
5: I the need way he finished it. I thought that was a strategic move. the no, no, you act like you're not right, trying. Right. Here's the thing anybody that with me yeah. Yeah. they yeah.
4: really here's the thing though Al Michaels and Joe Buck, they really are annoyed. They really have been on worse games uh, right. because <laughs> the Thursday night and the Monday night schedule just hasn't worked out the way that they wanted True. it. Like they left that spot in Fox and you got money and the schedule's better. He's not doing baseball. I'm sure that's all great. but they're not like the Sunday afternoon games, that's a better job. like and i I do it crosses my mind when he's doing this and Troy and him are kind of complaining. I'm like, I wonder if they wish they were doing those Sunday <laughs> games because Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt well, have much better games every week. And it's even
3: more so the case for Al, who yeah. was doing Sunday night. Now he's doing Thursday. Perfect example: this upcoming Thursday, on paper, Dallas at Tennessee, great. But meanwhile, Tennessee does not matter. What happens in that game? Uh, the Titans will either go to the playoffs as the AFC South champion or they won't, based on the Week 18 game. It's you know, I would so I would yank, funky too. um
6: T.N.F. off off Week 17. There's too many. There's too many examples of it not having meaning. <laughs> just, I know that you disagree, Greg, but like that. This is exactly why we're the entire money. T- well, Mark? but the Titans. The Titans roster is not essentially not going to play. Those, yeah. Those so why do we need that? How is that good to to Play themselves. Yeah. What enough. do you think? Are you think I mean, I get, oh, then it's all for money. Then, what like you know. Yes. <laughs> fine. Yes, that is.
3: Well, that I mean. is a, a part of I it. Don't I don't doubt say. that.
6: I'm not like uh, some child, but I'm just saying like for the the product is wanting, and I don't desire to watch it. Maybe. I got. You know what? Can't flex team. Flex the T.N.F.
3: Flexing the T.N.F. I think. We got a good Sessler episode coming.
6: I, I could tell. What? No, I, I. I got. I got like it. You like you guys sit on your couch and watch from start to finish every second of Titans Cowboys and tell me how it goes and I'll I'll check in with you then. Uh, oh
3: so we God. will Why preview. Why roll out of bed? Uh, we will preview uh, that game. Uh, we will also take kind of a look at the uh, playoff bracket, kind of where things stand. Maybe we figure out what would be our ideal setup for the playoffs starting in a few weeks. Uh, but before that, Hawk, again, great to have you. Glad to be here. You ready to sit in, sit in on some news? Let's do it. Let's spin through the league.
0: It's about the relationships. It's about watching those guys out there oh. excel and showing something special and making Broncos country proud. And that's what we want to do. And that's what I'm going to bring to the table. I want to create this environment where people want to come into this building and work and have fun doing it. But let's, let's make no mistake it's only fun when you win football games so we got to win and that's what we want to do now that is uh greg (laughs) rosenthal not a a dunk
3: on nathaniel hackett but it is more a a showing of how things change so quickly in the nfl that was january's introductory press conference of nathaniel hackett uh, who came to the broncos with much fun uh fun fair fair fun
6: Fanfare,
3: fanfare, nailed it. Um, Russell Wilson gets here. You remember the famous hacking quote? Oh my God, Russell Wilson! It was everything felt so he was so Russell Wilson. Crash. Holy shit! Yeah, um, very exciting. <laughs> uh, and now he is, I believe, just the fifth uh, coach to not last a year uh, and get fired in his first year. Uh, just a tough way uh, for the Broncos uh, to start with new ownership. But that's where it is right now. Let's get into what's going on with the Broncos because, yes, Hackett is out, and uh, we t- you guys talked about it a little bit on Monday, and they move forward now with Jerry Rosberg as the interim head coach. Uh, that feels like a tough gig. Andrew, I know you, you played in the league, and you've been through some tough uh, situations with teams near the end of the season. What is Rosberg
5: entering right now with two weeks to play? <laughs> oh, that is not a, that is not a situation I would, I would wish on anybody, to be honest. It's, it's tough because there's so much – turmoil but it's like at every layer what you'll find is and i don't know what the situation is in in the locker room i know there's been like conversations was it the coach is it the front office was it russ right everyone kind of feels like it was russ but how the players respond this week will tell you if it was nathaniel hackett's problem and, and greg knows this hmm. take whenever players don't like a head coach after they get fired and that whenever the players feel like he was a the problem, they play well the next game. Post-fire bump. Post-fire bump. So that'll tell us if it was truly Nathaniel Hackett in the first place.
6: What if suddenly Russell Wilson throws for, you know, 412 yards and four touchdowns? Then that Honestly, it will tell you.
5: Because that's what the Broncos had to make the decision on, right? It's like they bought a used car and they got the used car. And they were excited about it. And it's starting to look like a lemon for some reason. And they hired, they spent money on a driver. Nathaniel Hackett was the driver. The car is Russell Wilson. And they're like, okay, we're going to keep the car. That means we got to go find a mechanic and probably tell this driver we're not going to pay him. We're going to pay that money to somebody who can fix Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. So if he does bounce back it probably does tell you that that's how he felt about Nathaniel Hackett and his offense. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to go well. They're in Kansas City this week. So oh, no, that, he's that, not bouncing back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, be, be very clear. This game, he will not do those things. That,
4: like they, they offered the job to Ajiro Evero, who's the defensive coordinator who's done a nice job on balance until that mm-hmm. Christmas game. Right. And they said they're going to interview Evero for the head coaching job, too, and that he'll be a, a quality candidate. I watched the press conference with ownership today, though it doesn't fill me with confidence because they're keeping the GM, but the, G- the new coach is no longer going to report to the GM. And the GM is kind of going to help hire the coach. But when they talked about who the important people who were hiring it, they weren't really including the GM, but he's up on the dais. And that just, it all seems like a mess because there's, You've seen it with the Jets. This happens all the time where the coach and the GM aren't aligned. And the owner... Condoleezza Rice is involved somehow. (laughs) Right. Like the owner... The first thing the owner did and the the GM uh, uh, was hire Hackett... uh, the owner wasn't there when Hack was hired, but the owner was there when they gave Russell Wilson all that money. And people kind of forget they didn't need to give Russell Wilson all that money. He had two years left on his contract. It would, they could have easily just sent, like said, like let's uh, let's look and Let, see what he looks like. Let's
3: hear from George Payton, the GM, who apparently will be back, and what he said about Russell Wilson, who they still feel they could salvage. It. I mean,
2: they have to feel that way. You can go through the season that you do see uh, flashes, and he'll be the first one to tell you he didn't play up to his standard, didn't play up to our standard. He needs to be better. Uh, I don't think we made a coaching move based on Russ. You know that wasn't what it's all about. That's why. That's not why we're getting a new coach to turn around Russ. It's about the entire um, organization. It's about the entire football team. It's just not one player. Uh, it's not whether Russ is fixable or not. Uh, we do believe he is. We do.
6: <laughs> These press conferences. I mean, we. You've been through it as a player, um, listening to this nonsense. Uh, <laughs> we covered these and take the, the, the seven takeaways from these press conferences in written form on NFL. dot com for over a decade. Um, there's a level of phoniness to some of them. Others come across and change your mind. This one, to me, is one of the bottom five I've ever heard Yikes. because you're trying to sell the I, the I the worst thing you could have done with here is to have the starting point and say we believe Russ is fixable. It is already the most tired off season storyline out there. There's nothing about it, if you're watching him play, that's believable. It can't be the anchor that you use to get to try to convince the next coach. What are you going to sell the next coach on in this organization? And all I heard were just platitudes and utter nonsense. And you've got a major issue at quarterback. And I think the only way out of it is to find a way to go forward on the Denver Broncos without Russell Wilson as your quarterback. I know it's a financial wow. disaster, but the idea that you're going to tell someone else they're going to have to go soul down the river if Russell Wilson plays this way for even three games to start next season, that's a disaster. And did, I t- did
3: I tell you that we're gonna get a good Mark Sessler in this show? Well, I mean am I, does
6: anyone disagree with I that? Think, like I I think
3: what you and I saw your tweet yesterday and I liked it, Mark, that that yes, there is this reality that probably is not realistic in how football is run, where they just say, We're just gonna take a bad beat on this one, we're gonna find a way to offload Wilson, whatever it takes, we'll live in the darkness and then organically start over. But I just don't know if it's if it's feasible a, but also they don't want to admit defeat at that grand a level. So it makes sense to me that they will bring in a head coach that, that they believe will work well with them. Maybe they'll bring back Brian Schottenheimer and try to get the band back together a little bit. But I, I do think for a contract, that's a long-term deal. It does feel like next year could be make or break for Wilson because there's no way you'd be able to look any other way after two years of this, let alone one has been difficult
5: enough. Make or break in a sense of like, they were- we- where does he go from here? Or they
4: would cut him. I, they think, they cut him. I think they could cut him now. Personally. I mean,
5: they could. I think that would hurt. Um, and there's also, for Russell Wilson, if he comes again next year and he plays that same way, then I think people are already there, but you can truly stamp it being, okay, this is the end like of a career that was obviously as high as people talking about first ballot Hall of Famer at one point. This year really hurt him. And next year, if that happens again... It's like, okay, then now it's solidified. But from Russ's standpoint, isn't that a win? Like, if he is not the same player and he was able to get this contract on the two years where he is not the version for him... Like I don't think he would view it that way. And it's also very hard for ownership, especially new ownership, to come in and understand all these things because you guys are exactly right when you talk about the GM-head coach relationship. You let go of the head coach. Now the GM is not a part of the hire. Does he feel secure? If it doesn't happen again, what happens? The head coach says, we got to get rid of the GM. My players aren't there. And it's just a cycle. And for new owners... This is going to be a lot for the Broncos to navigate. So whether they cut Russ now and they live in the dark or they do it later, that's just going to be a part of the process and they got to buckle up because this is the ride that we're in. i
6: ask you this though, because like one of the reasons that I think Hackett was dismissed before the end of the season. Was that even in that Rams game? But we've seen iterations of it week after week, where the sideline antics, the infighting, you got defensive players jawing at offensive players, and sometimes with hacking yeah. in the background, just standing there, kind of like deer in headlights, not taking control like Bill Parcells would. What? Do, how are players going to view the idea of Re- Russell Wilson reclamation project? You got to be on text threads going crazy with each other if you think that's the only thing you're hoisting the ship onto at this point.
5: Typically, when you see stuff like that, it's it's, it's symptoms of a a of a deeper-rooted problem, right? And and some of that can stem from, hey, we don't believe in our quarterback. He's not playing well. We don't think he gives us the best chance to win. But also, their O-line is not very good, right? And there's other things in th- at this team that you have to fix and understand that, to your point, behind the curtain you do realize that okay this head coach doesn't have control and you can have control a bunch of ways it doesn't have to be the Parcells Belichick angle you can get that through respect you can get that because you have such a deep knowledge of the game and understanding of people and players and what everybody's goals and wants are but I do think that for what we're seeing it is probably a lot deeper than what you just see in the locker room I do think it's like a whole organizational thing at this moment that they gotta they gotta figure out because this isn't this is quite a few quarterbacks, quite a few head coaches you've gone through. And I I, I haven't heard people talk about it, even John Elway of it all. Like I'm kind of curious of like how does he skate free and and in, 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 in Blame in these situations. I understand they say, "Oh, these are GM He's decisions." He's got yeah. some
4: like ceremonial job, and they're just kind of like letting him. He's
6: hanging out at his John Elway car dealership, collect the paycheck. But yes, yeah, so you were
4: you were on a team with Johnny Manziel, so yes, you, you know what it's like to have a quarterback <laughs> that maybe not everyone fully believes in.
6: Yeah, and
5: it's it, it's how the decisions <laughs> are made, right? Like I remember the year 2014, I got a call from the head coach. Hey, we're thinking about benching Hoyer starting Johnny we were like seven and four seven and five or something heading the division I started laughing I thought it was a joke I thought he was calling to be funny Mm. this is a a rapport builder with my receiver let's have a good laugh and go into the week strong weird bit coach but okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was like okay not Diego I would have taken uh so I laughed and it wasn't a joke and I'm like I think that would be a bad idea not because I don't like Johnny I don't think Johnny was talented he wasn't there yet as a player I'm with him in the meetings. He understood what was going on in his life. And for a whole locker room that is pushing towards a goal, we're, we are uh, overachieving for what anybody believed. These kind of decisions will take it all. And that's mm. essentially what happened, right? They hmm. moved on with Johnny, and we didn't win a single game. And I think that might have been even
6: the I best remember season. remember that season. That the was Browns up. have had since. It's a painful fade.
3: Yeah. Um, all right. Let's 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 move on to talk uh, in other QB news, unfortunate QB news, the Dolphins. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel announced that Tua tunga is in concussion protocol uh, connected to Saturday's loss to the Packers, two, of course, through three interceptions in the last three possessions for Miami. And now he's back in concussion protocol. We understood what happened earlier in the season uh, with uh, the Cincinnati game, and he missed several weeks after that and the game before that when it appeared that he had suffered a head injury, but he played on anyway. So obviously this is an ongoing situation four to a uh here mark and now with the Patriots up next and the Jets after that and Miami on a four game losing streak it's all kind of ooh it's a nasty stew for Miami we'll see where this situation goes yeah I
6: mean we found this out after we reviewed the Dolphins game on our show yesterday and I mean for me a little bit um you know there were the, the video evidence out there looks like it possibly or probably came on that first late first half hit that he took where his head bounced off the ground. And then he's in the second half after, you know, I think what his first five passes accounted for like 190 yards. And they looked like the Dolphins were used to. He was like seven for 13 for 81 yards with three rather mystifying interceptions. And he went through verbally case by case and explained while they happen. One thing that stuck out to me was he said that he thought that he maybe even just got the play wrong on the second interception. But regardless, it's just like maybe mm. that certainly to me could explain while, while his performance fell off a cliff. But I don't know. I guess like, you know, people can't say so there's no reason he should play again all year. I mean, these are individual cases. I could see that as being a strong argument that we're not going to see two again this year. And you've got Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins season in the course of a fortnight went from um, problematic to highly problematic. Yeah, it's sad.
4: I, they haven't confirmed that he had a concussion, so we'll find out. that Symptoms. Pretty, he had symptoms and he was in the protocol. I I think it was underplayed back when he had that injury, uh, when he had the concussion earlier in the season that got so much attention that he, he spoke publicly that like people in his family were talking about, like, should you continue playing football? That's sort of like just went through and he was back on the field and playing great again and that wasn't like a big story but at the time I was thinking like oh wow that's it's interesting that he was open about that publicly that he was already thinking about should you continue playing football and then now this comes it's worrisome
5: yeah I, I i mean anytime obviously i've gone through concussions and the thing about football players that you know to in the context of the story you just told the family watches and they're they're more like worried than the actual player right because you are taught to be a warrior that is what football is it's 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 a you know hard-hitting game and we all understand how this works and to your point about multiple concussions in a season I had a season where I had multiple concussions and I ended up going on the IR um and that time allowed me to to, to really heal but as a player with like for Tua's mindset of how he's looking at this this is probably Tua's best year Right. Like yep. overall from a lot of everyone talks about him differently, sure. even in the context of who would want to come in the Broncos and coach Russell Wilson. That was the same conversation we were having last year about the Dolphins. And so wanting to come back, wanting to play, wanting to compete, wanting to continue to show people that hey, I am the quarterback that I thought early on um, and not wanting to lose that momentum. I I understand because players, you know, they're warriors in that way and they do want to come back and they do want to achieve. So
4: hmm. it's crazy. This 12. team like they could, I feel like anything's possible with this team now. I could see Teddy Bridgewater playing great, yeah, and them cooking the Patriots and them making the playoffs anyways. He he had some moments uh, when they played the Vikings earlier this season, but
6: then he Man, got hurt too. But like, you could also see like mm-hmm.
4: a worst case scenario where they lose here. This is the same owner that tried to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady on a boat like a year ago. We, we sure nothing Whoa. crazy is going to happen Whoa, Greggy. here.
3: <laughs> Greggy. I'm just saying
4: your boys coaching and Mike McDaniel, who yeah. you always, you always talked him up. Um, when he was kind of an unknown NFL figure as the smartest yep. coach you ever known. And now he's in the hot, spotlight. I can't imagine they would ever do anything there, but I'm talking about sort of Tua's future and this team's future. I don't know if you lose six straight at the end of the season, I'd include the jets in this too. I'd include mm-hmm. the Patriots. Anything's on the table. Things, things tend to blow up that you didn't see coming five or six weeks. But I don't view this four. as a,
6: I, I get the, I get the Sean Payton thing, just like wandering. I'm going to go get Sean Payton no matter what happens here, but Mike McDaniel would get a head coaching job in four seconds. If he, if he ever left Miami.
5: Absolutely. I think Mike came in with such a, you know, unassuming expectations. Like I don't think people expected much out of him. He went into a very tough situation, right? Like of what the off season uh, conversation was around the dolphins Mm -hmm. and he's able to turn it around. He doesn't look like your prototypical head coach. He doesn't talk like it. He doesn't act like it, but players respond. And I think they played above what people expected them to. Now, quarterback being hurt quarterback having those issues that's that's tough for any coach who is going mm. through that so i can't imagine like i don't think it would make sense for the dolphins to say okay well let me let me go try to go get this shiny object and to your point mark if so i think mike mcdaniel will no, walk right insane. into another yeah. he's, he's another how do you know it,
4: it would work so well with him though.
5: because it, it, you have to be good at something right like we talked about parcells belichick all these people like it all looks different than what Mike McDaniel looks like. But being around him, I'm not kidding. He is an X and O savant. And I've been around, I think I did the math, maybe 10 or 11 head coaches like that in my career that end up being head coaches or were head coaches mm-hmm. at one point. And by far, coordinators between Shanahan and McDaniel. McDaniel was one of those guys, that, again, it was quirky. The way he thought about it was completely different than anything I'd heard. But it all made sense and it always worked worked and so i'm like yeah maybe he's not the rah-rah guy maybe he doesn't speak a certain way maybe it's not what we're used to seeing but ultimately players want to win and players want to do well and maximize their opportunity and make the most money they can and he was always great at putting them in that position so guys will respond if i know no matter what you have the answers to the test and he he does that in a really big way a uh,
3: big test now uh, in the next two weeks for the dolphins four straight losses let's take a break and then we'll finish the rest of the news I think
5: Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe to win
3: a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the <laughs> Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see
2: that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, point game. I mean, you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock, and
5: then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OJ, oh, you
0: think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? Ain't it? <laughs>
1: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot com slash iHeart.
3: All right, we're back. JJ Watt, it's over. Pull up the, pull it up, pull the uh, tweet up there. Uh, Drew behind the glass, eight foot seven, doesn't say a word. <laughs> JJ doesn't J. J. Watt. Need to. No, he carries a big stick. Koa's first ever NFL game. It's a photo of J.J. Watt with his wife and his beautiful child. My last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. Sounds like, looks like a retirement tweet, and then uh, the people followed up, and yes, indeed, J.J. Watt will walk away uh, from the game after this season. He is obviously a Hall of Fame player three-time defensive player of the year um one of the great players in the atn era i'm gonna say one of the best uh uh, most dominant players he's going to canton greggy um people won't really remember the end of the run in arizona uh but those houston years were some of the most dominating years you've ever seen from any defensive player yeah 2012
4: or what was it 20
3: 2012 was the big big
4: one through 2014 to 2015 rather 2014 was the year he got MVP votes, even though he was on like a mediocre Texans (laughs) team and he was a defensive player. It was maybe the greatest season I've ever seen out of a defensive player. He had more pressures in that season than any players ever had pressures. And I do think about our podcast because that is when we started. And I, I think he's, he was at that peak the best defensive player I've ever seen. Like, we have only unblockable. We've, like we've only I've only covered it game like this is twenty years, but in that twenty years to me for those three years he was better than anyone else because he was two hundred and ninety-five pounds in six six, but he won with speed. Like, in moves, it really wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to play inside and in power. Like, he was beating tackles on the edges in those years, and it just didn't make any sense as a 300-pound guy. There's, He was kind of one of one that way.
6: One of the earliest J.J. Watt moments where he, I think he became a household name, obviously, was against the Bengals in that wild card game that they put at, like, 6 in the morning because it was, like, <laughs> low ratings. Just get this thing over with on a Saturday. But he picked 6, Andy Dalton. And I'll never forget because we had Chris Wessling, the Bengals fan, who like you know was zoned in on the Bengals, not a Bengals fan he, was, he had reasons to dislike them and that really was the opening moment that I think made Andy Dalton the Dalton scale obvious mm. like character because it was like get to the playoffs. Do it just enough, and then have a moment where someone else becomes a star because of one of your errors. And we—you oh, were in that game. That I, I know, was that in, That's a, that. wild. I've that's seen a lot of talk. big
5: JJ Watt plays. Up I was gonna close gonna say you've
6: been, you've been like feet away from him, and he's yeah. Probably,
5: he was good. He was huge too. That was the, always the biggest takeaway Did when ever, I played like, against sl- JJ like, Watt. Slam
6: into you when you're just like <laughs> yeah, ball, absolutely.
5: Yeah. He's like one of those dudes you bump into. He doesn't notice, and you're like ah, <laughs> golly. And he just keeps doing what he does. I remember that pick six. That sucked. And then also 2014, we played him at the Brown. It was just crazy to watch him. You know, again, nobody could block the dude. He was too fast. He was too big. He was too quick. He was too everything. Did he get a touchdown And that then game? he goes to play offense and has the touchdown yeah. catch. And it's like, okay, what are we doing here?
6: Right? And he was very amped up against the Cleveland crowd that day. I thought he just was sort of shoving it in people's face. Like, that yeah, was that's my what he did. Ne- yeah, Sorry, why- Dan. We're just traveling down a different <laughs> no, road No, it's here, great. Yeah. I
3: mean, he's an interesting uh, figure. I mean, he's... God, We had some fun with him on the show just because sometimes he felt a little disingenuous about the way he went about things. I'll always remember covering the hard knock season where he, you know, there was a whole montage of him after practice. <laughs> sun went down and all of a sudden the lights were up and he was practicing alone on the field, like throwing a tire um, you know, 100 yards and was just like, is this real or is this like J.J. Watt <laughs> image <laughs> maintenance? Uh, but to his credit, sometimes, yeah, you, you you didn't know what to make of him from a personality standpoint, but like the Hurricane Harvey stuff where he it was one of the largest um, crowdsource fundraisers ever that he spearheaded personally was like a big, you know, showing of like what he's really about and he's always been very good with the fans. So sometimes he felt a little corny, Uh, but uh, you can't deny how great he was, and he's one of the more memorable guys, certainly, of his generation. Well, we also got um, a wrist slap once
4: for talking about his uh, clothing line he had years ago. Uh,
5: Really? What is that about?
4: uh, We got in trouble with some people that are no longer at the company, Um, but it it will always be part of our lore. It had nothing to do (laughs) with J.J. Watt. A little more than a wrist
3: slap, Um, (laughs) and there was... It might have been a meeting where the transcriptions of a certain podcast segment were printed out and read aloud to us. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> like waved in our face like a puppy that had just uh, the yeah, like carpet. No- I have
6: a note in my personnel file based off that incident, and the transcription has me basically quiet for most of it, other than basically saying that men's fashion is needs rescuing. I didn't say <laughs> a single thing about. Watching. I
4: just figured the statue limitations are up now. We can we can discuss this sure. publicly. I had, nothing yeah. well, I had nothing to do with nothing to do with JJ personally? Um, um, he also, by the way, was played well. I did the top. Free agents list is coming out next week. Where was he going to be? He was going to be in the top like 25. He was balling out right now. Yeah, he was playing really well. He's
3: got nine and a half sacks this year. He's still a disruptor. (laughs) Not at that same level. Injuries took a toll, but he will be going to the Hall of Fame in five years, no doubt. Uh, In other news, Mike White is back in for the Jets. He was cleared by doctors. He has those multiple broken ribs, it is believed. Um, But after missing two weeks, he'll return. And, And just to give you an idea of how um, far Zach Wilson has fallen out of favor, um, not just with the fans, but also the organization. He'll be, once again, made inactive. So he's completely out of the mix. I talked about it with my dad, Keith, on the podcast on Thursday that I think that was the end of the Zach Wilson era in New York. I think they will... um, probably aggressively attempt to move him in the offseason and just start over uh, at the position. But you also yeah. have to keep in the, the mind the possibility that Mike White has an opportunity here. Uh, the way things broke for the Jets uh, after Thursday, now they just got to win two, one Patriots loss, and they're in the playoffs. That's all feasible starting with a game against Seattle. And White makes – I think the thing, Mark, about White and Zach Wilson especially – his Wilson's struggles were so vast that I really did think it was affecting both sides of the ball and pulling down the team's uh, confidence and taking him out of the mix really fills me with some confidence ahead of the season. Yeah, we talked about the these teams where like
6: the defensive side is like, can you just do like the base, the bare minimum <laughs> and we'll handle the rest. That's been the Jets and like, I, I, you know, the Zach Wilson experience and you've been around a lot of, you know, up and down quarterbacks, oh, yeah. but Like, you've got to be that guy behind the scenes. And we don't have that experience with Zach Wilson, except it bled through to us. You could see that he wasn't. And I think that Mike White playing through, getting brutalized a couple weeks ago, um, he he wanted to get back in there no matter what. He's playing through obvious pain. Like, that's how you win everyone over. I mean, he he is sort of a old-school quarterback to me. And I think he's on a true audition for a legit shot to be the starter next year, depending on what else they go do.
4: He's got to get paid, too. He's a free agent. If he plays well, I'm just happy he's back. Because to me, them ending the season out with Flacco or Wilson—they've been one of the stories of the season—and now they get a proper ending. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or not. I kind of have a sneaky feeling they are
3: going to be the team that gets in. I, I hope know. so. I, I, hope feel so. That I feel good. I feel like it's a really good matchup for
4: him against Seattle. I think Seattle right now is like a bottom five team, unfortunately, or bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, these other AFC. I mean, they haven't one are... in a month. I'm not, I'm not totally out of Gino know. revenge game. You don't. You're not buying that, into that. W- that w- I would love if Tyler Lockett comes back. Gino's the still the best part of their team. The is the passing game, but even
3: that's kind of come underwater. Stick a pin in that. We'll yeah. get to that on the thur- Thursday preview. Uh, real quick, Josh Norman joins the Panthers. J.C. Horn, what is going on with Horn
6: right now? Wrist surgery today. Maybe, at, maybe as we do this show right now, the
3: incision can be being made in I don't this know. exact it's moment.
6: Three. It's a little late. It's almost four. It reminds me day. of when the Seahawks <laughs> signed Marshawn
4: Lynch late in the season, like. 2018, I think that it was. That did didn't it? 16, like the last time that Marshawn Lynch ever played. This is what it's like, but it's kind of cool. I like Josh Norman's back. We were just doing
3: a Super Bowl broadcast on Sky Sports with Josh All Norman right, a couple right. years ago. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> aloof. Ravens, Bengals, <laughs> flex the Sunday night football. <laughs> and uh, finally, the NFL may find Mac Jones uh, for a, a block, a low hit on Eli Apple during a, um, a return by Cincinnati defense that was... Turned out it was not a play because it was ruled, I believe, an incomplete pass. But do we have a? Can we take a look at this? Like the uh, the play by Mac where he's running in a sprint and he just kind of cuts out Apple from below. And it's not the first time uh, that uh, Mac Jones has been accused of uh, doing some things that weren't, um, you know, above board. Put it that way. Jones answered to uh, questions on uh, W E E I about his quote-unquote dirty play.
0: Yeah, I think um, obviously you know, I went down in front of him to kind of get in the way to stop him from slowing down Tyquan, who obviously could make the tackle there so just kind of went down in front of him and um, trying to stop a fast guy and get into another fast guy so just split second decision and there's a lot that goes into it um, you're out there trying to compete and it's a physical game so just trying to help the team win and um, have all the respect for Eli and the Bengals they played a great game so um, there's no hard feelings and Definitely no intention to hurt anybody on that play, um, nor do I believe that when I'm playing quarterback, that's what you know I get hit a lot too. So we're all out there playing, <laughs> playing hard, and um, it's just part
3: of the game. Hawk, you buy as a man who played the game, Is that was that
5: was that dirty? Is Mac Jones dirty? What, what your, what's your take on this? That was absolutely a dirty play. Which you know maybe I'm not the guy to ask because I don't hate it. It was dirty. He's gotta and maybe in his mind he really does think he's he's doing the right thing. Like, oh, this is me being a competitor. This is me showing that I'll do anything to win. And some people think that that's a good thing. I've played with players like that. Little try-hard guy. I mean, yeah, he, but he, it's absolutely dirty. He couldn't have yeah. been
6: more polite to Chandler Jones, and people weren't thrilled with that either. So you can't, you can't <laughs> but really he, win. Here's you know? the thing. He's
4: had a lot of these types of moments. To me, it's all of a piece. It's not all just like diving at guys' knees, although there's been a few of those too. It's just like you can almost tell he's that guy that, like, I think it's so – in a froth, and I know, look, that's a lot of NFL players in different ways, but I think he just sort of loses himself when he's on the field, and he's very competitive, and that's probably helped him get to where he is on some level, but... I like he this makes it idea. Hard to, He makes it hard to root for him sometimes because yeah. this is not. i watching the, every one of his games. This is not the first time stuff I like, like this. I like pops the up.
3: idea of Mac Jones being the Ty Cobb of his generation in the NFL, <laughs> just like cleats up, like just like looking to hurt people. I did. I was quarterback Vontez perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a little bit of telling on yourself. I thought at the end though, and he's like, "Listen, people hurt me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Me. It's like it's my yeah. that's my it's chance my to dole chance, out some which... punishment. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't know. It's been a it's been a tough year." Uh, for that man. All right, let's. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. All right, let's. Before we get to the TNF preview, you gotta want to figure out like what's the best playoff bracket. Like what? What would be a perfect setup going into January, mm-hmm. Mark? I know you've been. Uh, well, Greg, I know you ha- your your data, your algorithms. Um, I don't know if you know this, Hawk. You know you worked with Greg previously. We, we didn't get data analytic, Greg, oh, on our show. It's unbelievable his ability to crunch numbers in real time and spit out uh, data points. Um, <laughs> what is it, Greg, to you uh, that when you when the data is inserted into your hard drive that you're spitting out is the best possible playoff oh,
4: situation? Just in terms of my happiness. Um, we're not interested in that. The happiness want, not, you're, are you talking most likely? Are you talking what I want? What I want. Yes. I mean, I, I do want Geno Smith to make it happen, but I don't believe it'll happen. Mm. And so then you look at the, the NFC playoff picture. And All right, th- we'll start with the NFC. Okay. I think getting those Eastern teams, the Giants and Washington out would be beautiful. And then you get two of the following three in Seattle, Detroit, or green Bay. Now I personally like Seattle and Detroit. The, the problem is, the Giants, their magic number is essentially one at this point. They're at a point because everyone lost last week that they're almost certainly going to get in, even if they don't win a game. And they're favored this week uh, to win. They have, they have Who do they play this week? The Giants. Uh, they have a, a, an easy home game uh, this uh, week. It's the Colts. Colts. The Colts, where they're pretty big favorites. And, but I could see the Giants blowing that. So they're probably in. Any of those final three Nick are, Foles are great. isn't
3: beating anybody by the but
6: way. But I
4: want the week eighteen Detroit <laughs> like Green Bay nobody. game. Detroit Green Bay win and in scenario, week eighteen, that being the Sunday night football game. All that needs to happen is Detroit needs to win this week, Green Bay needs to win, which is tough against Minnesota, and then Seattle and Washington both lose Listen this to that week. Brain work. Then it's essentially it's an it's early going. playoff game. Detroit Green Bay Lambeau as very your nice. season finale. That's a perfect Sunday night.
5: That is very
3: nice. I like that matchup. Yeah. I. Uh, what about you, Marcus? I agree. Like, I want the team of ATN, the Detroit Lions to make this. I'm a little, I am shaken. I didn't get a chance to watch the game till yesterday. My God, what the hell happened to Aaron Glenn's defense in Charlotte? Well, what was that? It happens. Badly. That actually what? pivots into what I want. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. this right. is what
6: I want. Um, I want the Carolina Panthers to um, usurp the uh, hideously boring to watch Bucks. I, I don't care about that agree situation. That. When mm-hmm. you get the the Panthers have no showed in a couple of these games. Like you go to that Bengals game and I get the get it was the Bengals, but like they ran for like 34 yards. But then there's been these flip flop weeks where they did what they did last week, where they were on pace for even more than 320 yards in that game. And when you get that version of Carolina. I think you could cause absolute and total chaos early on in the playoffs if you get a defense that can't handle the run. And I just want to see it maybe happen. And then you, like, you know, you get Sam Darnold winning a, winning a playoff game where he throws for 64 yards. And probably for against 280. the Cowboys. The winner right. of the right. NFC South that, probably to me, against the Cowboys. That would be chaotic. And I, Steve Wilkes would get a head coaching job out of it. Anybody see
3: with how much confidence Sam was playing with? He played also well last this week? week.
6: Well, it helps if you're going to run for 320 yeah, but yards. Yeah, he was it throwing your... the ball well and he He's was running good. the read option. I
3: mean, good. he, I mean, I'm mean, i I'm feeling she Sam down. right now. Yeah. Um. How about this, Hawk? Is there a reality in the NFC? And it seems like this side of the table feels this way, where the playoffs would be better without Tom Brady involved. Are we there yet? Oh man, this
5: year? <laughs> yeah, probably. I felt that way for a long time. I'm a big Tom fan, but you know the seasons get old. It's like watching a TV show. Like it's at <laughs> right. some point we gotta we need new villains, we need new heroes. So I think it would make sense. I I dark horse Saints Andy Dalton Ooh. playoff in and him get his win with the the Saints, his playoff win? I would like
4: that for chaos, because Saints fans would hate it. There's actually an article that just came out minutes ago from Mike Florio speculating that Sean Payton and Tom Brady could maybe get together Mm. in New Orleans. Ah. And I want that to be as uncomfortable as possible. I want them to to have to get rid of Dennis Allen, Sean Payton's old assistant, even (laughs) after he makes the playoffs. And poor Andy Dalton, your guy, who you always... Said was beloved by his teammates Great and dude, got you man. paid. Got He's, a lot of people paid, and so you are a big doll.
5: I changed my name to Andy. My my original name was uh, Marcus, and he got me paid <laughs> and
6: because I, of him. I legally
5: started going by Andrew.
6: That is a factoid. That,
2: that's
3: interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what and if the the Vikings because we know the Vikings wow, are going to play. This
4: source, by the way. Mm, it, what? Just just the fact that <laughs> let's be real, these sources are. Close to Sean Payton, they're they're putting out there strong that he might be going back to New Orleans. Maybe he sees what's going on in L.A. He was trying to take Brandon Staley's job. That's right. not going to work now. Nope. They're they're making. He doesn't the want to go to
6: Denver. That's a mess. No. Sean
4: Payton, Tom so just Brady. just go back to New Orleans where they'll pay you a lot of money and you know everyone. It's not a bad that has, idea. That has no.
6: Jimmy Johnson, Dan Marino vibes written all over to me. I Could. don't like the idea of latching on to Tom Brady as a Saints coach right now. He
3: also sees the Cowboys on pace for 12 or 13 wins, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that job either. No, that's not happening. Huh. Uh, Vikings have the two seed right now. Um, I'm trying to think who the Vikings are going to play a barn burn or whoever they play against. So a Vikings-Lions matchup would be... Sauce. or
6: Or Vikings with a suddenly plugged in Aaron Rodgers. Like I know I'm pretty anti-Packers but something about what's going on with that team right now if they snuck into a seventh seed and they have to deal with the Vikings who so they know very well or, or whoever like something But they'd have to beat
4: not- the Vikings probably to get there and now we'll, well, we'll have possible. seen that matchup. So I like that. Though. I like where you're going. That would be Packers maybe 49ers. Then you hit Minnesota down to the three. The problem is whoever's playing the Giants, that's a bad game. Minnesota Giants is a very
3: underwhelming. Uh, well, wild it was card a good game dude. this past
4: week. I know, but do we need that twice as like a playoff? Game? So I want to knock. I don't those know yeah. if you
3: know this, out. Hawk. Uh, Greg, born and raised Patriot fan, he thinks about forty-two and forty-six all the time. No, this is not <laughs> all the time. I just want to <laughs> see the most Colors entertaining teams that are uh, <laughs> gonna be left. Giants, Vikings. Uh, I'm loyal like to football. <laughs> um, let's see. On the AFC side it's pretty I mean, right now we have uh Bills, Chiefs, Bengals one, two, three. It's very un- unclear who's gonna take that by, but there's a Bills Bengals game coming up, which is spicy. Is um spicy. what do you like for the what what are the teams that are kinda on the fringe here and uh Hawk that you like?
5: Um I would This is gonna sound like sacrilegious as a Bengals and Browns fan. I am both. One of the very few in the country, um, but I like the idea of Tomlin
7: being able to take this team
5: and get him in because I just think I think he's a very underrated coach, and I think I mean he's never had a losing season, and this year was like, oh, it's this is there's no way you'll get in the playoffs this year because your team is not good, you don't have a quarterback, you don't have this. So there's something from just a football perspective. That excites me about that. Greg, what's the path for the Steelers to the postseason? It's
4: very Tabulate hard. It, baby. It's, it's crazy because you think of, like, the Jets and Steelers have had such different seasons, but now they just have the same record. You right. know, they are right. they are equal, and yet they're not equal because Steelers lose every tiebreak possible. They're 11th, so they need the to finish basically with a better record than everyone. So they need to win their two games. They need the Patriots— and the Jets, and possibly the Titans, too. The Titans actually could get a wild card in a weird scenario. It's not going to happen. Really? They
6: need them all to lose. How is that possible? Because we figured out before the show that that wasn't, I thought. The Tennessee can get a wild card? I feel like it's really essentially win the division or check you later.
4: I think um, they they would basically need everyone to lose and finish with an 8-9 and record. It depends who they would be Hmm. tied with, yes. But that will all be gone this weekend anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh. They also need Miami to lose two straight. It's it's kind of simple. They just need to have a better record than everyone, which isn't that crazy. They're just one behind Miami and tied with everyone else, but they need a lot of help. They have a 3% chance according to 538 because of all the help that they need. 3%. Yeah, they're, they're basically done because they need all this stuff to happen. Miami and New England are playing each other, so one of those teams is going to win, gonna win yep. this week. Then they need the Jets and Miami, like, they need the Jets to lose this week, and then the Jets to beat Miami next week. It's a lot
5: that right. they would need to
4: happen. What have.
3: about you, Mark? When you're looking at getting uh, spicy so I, in the I H-C. went through
6: all this, and like, here's here's what I'd like to see: the Jets sneak in as the seven. Yeah, buddy. All right, and they probably wind up playing. I, in this world, I have them playing like I have the Bills as the second seed. So you get a Bills-Jets. They said it. Sala said it's going to happen. So just give it to them, mm. and let's see what happens there with Mike White playing. But then I want this other matchup to happen. I'm not into the Ravens right now. Um, but I think they're going to get in. But Jaguars Chargers, they're, they're already in. Well, I'm just saying, like yeah. them, like I don't want them in the playoffs, but I can't win that battle. Right. So yeah. I have them playing the Chiefs and go, go do something if you want my belief back. But then I have Jaguars Chargers.
2: Mm. I like I like that. the idea
6: of, the of so Herbert right now verse Lawrence. <laughs> that is a spicy matchup. That to me would be. T- also, I think you what, want new faces. You want Brady out of here. That's new faces. I,
3: I was. I said this on uh, with uh, Andrew Siciliano on NFL Now. I think there's a a berserker here in the AFC playoff picture. This thing's not going to go chalk. This year has been too weird. The Chargers or the Jags strike is either of those teams. I could see them getting hot and all of a sudden be playing an AFC title game. Yeah, because a berserker weird.
6: can't be a team that we've seen like the Ravens in the playoffs. You know, 27 years in a row. It's got to be got a fresh face, an element of surprise.
4: Herbert being in the playoffs makes the playoffs much spicier. Yes. We need Jacksonville to beat Tennessee. I was wrong. I don't know if we want to take wow, it out thanks. of the show. You're right. Tennessee cannot be the wild card. I was. Oh, I thinking, keep that in the show. Keep it in. I, I was thinking Jacksonville could be the wild card <coughs> still. Jacksonville can. If everyone else uh, That's lost. That's correct. And right? then they lost uh, to the Titans. Uh, mm-hmm. But they would need Miami to lose out. Everyone needs Miami to lose out. I, I kind of want Teddy Bridgewater, if he's going to be playing. You're a big Teddy fan. To, I don't know if I can do out, this. To knock out – so Here's the
6: thing. Why is this back in our life? I don't
4: know. <laughs> the Patriots and the and the Bucks, two teams in theory I would like, and I have like they need to be put out. They're teams that need to be put out of their misery. They're miserable. They're like begging to be put out of their misery, and and they, it needs to happen. And so I think this Miami team's like been a huge part of this season. I'd like to at least have it be Miami Jets decides that last spot
3: right like both and then i'm like oh yeah flex it into primetime i was like no do not put the jets in primetime under any circumstances well, they already solved <laughs> that they're they're doomed.
4: doomed they solved that <laughs> it's possible if they're winning in that could be that yeah. could be the primetime game this well.
5: is going to be exciting in the afc just from the quarterbacks alone like that's why i, I, I it, this is very you know blue sky but i would love for miami to get in and two a play because yes. when you look at Tua, Lamar, Herbert, Mahomes, mm, right, uh, Lawrence, Aaron,
6: Burrow. Burrow. There's Burrow. no like, bad like, matchup. Right. That is, inc- that is that's incredible. That's weeks from now. That's possible yes. if you're Tua, if you, if he's exactly. healthy. It needs to be. But let's do it. Let's let's get let's have some fun. And I'm watch sure some it's going to go football. just how we hope.
4: Um, <laughs> Buffalo needs to beat this. Uh, Win this Bengals game to keep that one seed, or else Kansas City, who has two pretty easy games, probably gets into it.
3: Hey, Gravedigger, I hate to put you on the spot here, but um, our forked teams, do you have them oh on God. hand by any chance?
8: Give me like 30, just like...
3: I'll take. Let's take a break, and when we come back from break, you'll give us the teams that we forked, which Hawk means uh, a few weeks back, we, we deemed certain teams had no chance of making the playoffs. Mm. And if we get them wrong, Greg gives to a charity. <laughs> um, I got a feeling we we're in danger with multiple teams. Multiple teams. Yeah. All right. We, we
4: know who they are.
3: Let's take a break.
0: Let's take a break. And we'll be right it. back. <laughs> oh, well, we're still taking a break. We'll be okay. right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
7: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: All right, we're back. Uh, as uh, As promised, if you're just joining us, Hawk is here. Hey, everybody. Um, which would be weird because this is a podcast. Uh, Justin, what are the teams that we forked uh, about a month plus? All
8: right. We are looking at the Packers, Cardinals. Wait, wait, wait Slow down. Packers were in a little bit of trouble. Cards were safe.
4: Everyone's kind of saying, like, okay, the Packers are back, this and that. They still have a game against the Vikings. who are in every game at the very least. It- and a game against the Lions, the team of ATL that we believe in. So I think that's still mm. a very tough road to get tough in. Tough road, but also not, like, deadly It's not either.
3: impossible. Yeah.
5: The Lions are the official team of the ATL. Yeah. This yeah. year, okay. yeah. We pick we a different
8: in the team. team we love yeah. the Lions. The Packers have also spoiled a lock for me, like, three or four times this year. So Zero factor. They're right. going to keep spoiling <laughs> stuff for people is my point. Okay. <laughs> okay. There, buddy. Cardinals, they're probably done. Jaguars, they are, yikes. The Jaguars, Jaguars is dangerous. Uh,
3: we're in a lot of trouble with the Jags. Greg, I'd start looking into some Duval um,
6: food banks right now. They're
3: in at this point. I mean, the Titans have just gagged this away,
4: losing five straight Maybe since Mark Greg, joined the bandwagon.
6: Help that woman with the the lake or the uh, seaside house that she, we, our friend from the Jacksonville fan That's community. A deep
8: cut. Uh What else? Um, Steelers. That's big.
4: 3%. 3%. We're all right. We're this all right is why there. we forked the fork segment yeah. for like four years. You have That's to give 3% of your every income years. to that if you, if, if you, if you <laughs> get When did that? it become <laughs> just me? Oh, yeah, you guys are cheap. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, what else? Colts, safe.
5: Colts, super safe. Super yeah. safe. Yeah. feel good about that one. Really
8: Safe.
3: Feeling good about that one.
8: Yeah. Browns with Nick Shook on that Sunday night. Pretty Shook, safe. Shook They've been the eliminated. There we go. And finally, the Panthers.
6: Oh, sh- oh my God. <laughs> this is officially the worst year we've ever had. Well, we can this. each give to one of these charities with f- all three of these. The,
3: the best part is, like, how confident we were in the moment for many of these teams. The Packers, yeah. in, in fairness to you, you were not confident in the I moment. know. I tried to take it back, but it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Before we say goodbye, let's uh, hit the TNF preview. And this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. Gravedigger, stay with us here uh, because as we established earlier, this game means nothing for the Titans in the standings. They can't be the wild card. They can win the division, but they can't win the division unless they beat the Jaguars next week. Um, do you? But they've also lost five in a row. Right. So that's when it becomes the discussion. Do you try to you pl- start your guys and, and try to get off the schneid ahead of that huge game, or do you rest guys? It's kind of a weird, somewhat depressing subplot to track ahead of this game.
8: Yeah, we saw something slightly similar in the 2019 season. The Titans had a week 16, back when they were only 17 weeks, week 16 game against the Saints, and Derrick Henry was kind of questionable to play, and they sat him for that game. Titans barely lost, but it didn't matter for the standings. Mm. He was back for the season finale, and then he had that huge playoff run where... Where he ran all over the Patriots and the Ravens. This year, I kind of expect something similar. Danico Autry, Zach Cunningham, Bud Dupree, Christian Fulton, Derrick Henry, Amani Hooker, Nicholas Petit Frere, Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons. These are all starters who are not practicing this week. I'd be pretty surprised if they played. This is basically a preseason game for the Titans in terms of how much it matters. Oof.
3: We should not have Al Michaels doing this game if well, that's what's going
8: to I couldn't agree we more. we got to
3: keep Al Malibu, send him to Moon Shadows. Yeah, <laughs> get a cocktail in you know, them. I mean, even if they tried, their,
4: look, they were trying their best to beat the one win Texans, and they didn't, you know, manage to do that. So, playing their best players is no guarantee that they would be competitive against a good. God, well, I, I team ask you a anyways, question then, because right.
6: like, there's this lingering potential hope that Tannehill maybe would suit up in Week 18, depending on the surgery. It sounds like a distant hope, but. Do you put Malik Willis out there? I know he needs as many snaps as possible, yes. but if you ever but if you lost him, what are you doing in Week 18? Like you literally like why not protect like your start <laughs> your potentially only healthy I mean, starting. Things quarterback? are kind
5: of fubar already. Yeah, it's just
6: like I mean, I get at it, this point
3: like, he
5: needs those reps. Yeah. He definitely those reps. On. Like they have to get him those reps. Well, and
6: Vrabel said like um, his answer about. Malik Willis was. I think he's getting better. (laughs) Like Rabel's just sitting here being like, I don't know what's going on at this point. I think
3: he's emotionally probably pretty beat up. They need to come up with a
4: game plan for Week 18 centered around uh, Willis's strengths, his running. I thought you were a little hard on him, Gravedigger, saying he hasn't shown as much running. I mean, he had a couple great runs. He had two
8: really good runs, but he also doesn't show like the feel for when to take off and when he can beat a guy around the edge. They're telling him to stay to to throw the ball, they not are be too.
3: scrambling, and that's part of it. And just in case you're curious, right now, and this could move considerably considering we don't know the status of several of these Tennessee regulars, Dallas is already a double digit favorite here. So this game, uh, and you think about their situation where they still have an outside shot at taking the uh, NFC East, they put a little pressure on the Eagles if they spank the Titans, already put that 12th win in their bank, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the Eagles might not have Jalen Hurts on the field, uh, against yeah. the Saints, and it gets a little bit interesting with uh, Gardner Minshew on the field.
5: I'm finally in my Fantasy League championship, and Derrick Henry is my star player. So Ooh. not exciting. I beat my son, Greg. I know typically you That's know that cute. he always whoops me. Does it feel um, better
3: to beat him, or is it better sweet to defeat him? No, it feels great. Okay. Um,
5: sure. <laughs> and I, I love the kid, but he talks a lot of smack, so it felt it felt good to get over get over the hump.
3: Yeah, how about the Henry um, fumbles too? That's hurting your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that
4: turned that game
3: around. It is like Henry's a fumble. Murphy's law situation for the Titans right now. They they've needed him to be like at his very best, and uh, Henry has not either. So the Cowboys, it's one of those a little bit of a gift from the football gods, but they still got to go take care of business.
6: Kind of a gift to get for either team a longer break before Week 18 too. They need they, they need helps. to work on
3: some of their
4: defensive pieces they haven't been the same lately i think they'll be excited to play this titans offensive line parsons can rack up some sacks for like defensive player of the year like the secondary
3: they need a feel-good game on defense yeah they have one sack in the last three weeks the cowboys do they were shut out by philadelphia last week this this does profile with tennessee's offensive Mm. line as a a get healthy game where you, you can maybe get six or seven sacks and and everybody's uh, flying yeah,
4: high. I guess it's
6: like you. Yeah. Plus, are putting, get a like, huge the lead. Of the roster out there. Get
4: a huge lead, and you can actually insert the guy who pretends he's Dak Prescott in the NFL Pro Era
3: ad, like into go. this game. That's how <laughs> he's the, the quarterback. Game. <laughs> all right, good stuff. That was the T.N.F. preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Um, Hawk, you've said it all. <laughs> you've uh, you've come here. You've launched a company. Uh, today <laughs> that is uh provides the first fully licensed nfl virtual reality simulation game i mean
6: that no one else on earth could ever duplicate Greg the feat that you've just Greg, accomplished. Greg thought it
3: was lip service right <laughs> i was like <laughs> Years you're not ago. leaving game day view nobody leaves no game one, debut. one leaves game debut and gets out alive um and yet you've done it so check out nfl pro era um what else you got going on you're going to be at the I Chuckle did. Hut this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're a very active man. Maybe there's a stand-up uh, special coming out. Tell me.
5: No, no stand-up. I got some things coming in 23. I'll come back on and promo those.
3: Cool, cool. we are <laughs> focus right. it in this time. All right, very good. All right, so uh, Hawk, thank you. Uh, Grave Digger, everybody behind the glass. Thank you. What do we got coming up this week? We got Thursday preview.
6: Thursday preview show. I mean, Mark, this- what do you got going on? I'm doing all the things you're doing. That's essentially, you know, my activity. Let's talk about your personal life. What's going on? We're not going to dig into that right now. That cat's getting a lot of buzz on
3: YouTube. Check out the Power Rankings, (laughs) the Power Rankings podcast with Connie Fox and myself. Check out the QB Index, Uh, Greggy's Game Picks, Hawks Game. Oh, man. There's a lot cooking. Heed the call.